Hey everyone, this is Fidel Castro's secret love child, Eric Diaz, and I'm joined by the reason we can't have anything nice, Nick Farr, and you're listening to the Out of Focus Podcast. Nick, how you doing? Um, pretty well, Fidel Castro, eh? Oh yeah, he's my daddy. Uh, last time, in case you guys didn't listen to us last time, we talked about music, our musical preferences, and somehow we ended up on Livestock Tinder. You remember that? Oh, God. Yeah. Milk yield. Yeah. Uh, Today, I think we kind of lied to you guys last time, but that doesn't matter because neither Nick nor I have any sort of integrity. Uh, We said we we were going to talk about uh, kind of our hobbies and time wasters, but we didn't. We talked about music and Bujo's. We're liars. Well, I mean, it's some of the things we do, right? So it wasn't a complete lie, but... Yeah, okay, fair enough. We lied. Who yeah, cares? We're liars. We're dirty, filthy liars. Um, but before we get started with that, uh, you actually reminded me of a subreddit I stumbled onto forever okay. ago that kind of relates to Tutter. Oh, and oh, oh, no. I want you to look at it. I want you, and mind you, everyone at home, this is an NSFW fetish subreddit. Oh, so, okay. We're, we're starting deep today. We're starting deep. Um, you want me to pull com. this up live right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I All want right. you to look at it. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Incognito <laughs> window. Exactly. You need that shit. Uh, and I want you to type in reddit.com slash r slash hue cows. H-U-C-O-W-S. It's been banned. It's been banned? H-U cows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Banned from Reddit. Whoa, that must have been super recent. Wow. All right. Well, we only you got you out. now, buddy. You missed out. Um, essentially, it was, it was like fetishizing thicker women into like they hooked them up to milking machines and shit. It was weirdly. What? Yeah, I'm not shitting you. Like it was, like. There were posts that were like, milk me, daddy, and it was, oh. uh, it just reminded me of Tutter. So okay. I wish you could have experienced that live. For the curvy women in your life, Tutter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, so since I've had my piece, why don't we start with you? We talked a lot about music last time. What yeah. else do you like to do? Um, well, I mean, there's a... A lot of different hobbies and a lot of different things. Um, yeah, well, I, w- I was thinking about, like, what is the stuff that I kind of do a little bit on the side? And you as well. Um, yeah. To explore it into. And uh, to reference sort of the last episode, we were really we were doing the deep dive on the Bujo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. And, and something that was inspired by that, you know, I said I was... I was always Mr. Like Digital. I had my notes and calendars and all of those things in digital places. And one of the things that started pulling me out from that, I think, I, I honestly have no idea where this came from. <laughs> but um, I randomly started stumbling upon like the aesthetics of fountain pens. Oh, hell yeah. And... Oof. Uh, I do, I do remember like spending a ton of time going through, of course there's a subreddit because there is for everything, (laughs) r slash, I think just fountain pens. And I was looking at all these beautiful things, different, uh, amazing looking pens, crazy ink that you can use, special paper. You know, I was totally that, like... I wasn't buying all these things, but I was becoming like that guy where I was like, oh, this is fascinating. And I still don't know anything about them. If any of you were fountain pen heads, let me know. Educate me. Um, But I ended (laughs) up. Yeah. um, Sorry. I think that my favorite fountain pen you showed me, and I think it's a brand. I don't remember it, but they look like fucking lightsabers. And that was exciting to me. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Uh, I I can pull that. All right, so uh, (laughs) not a specific brand or anything, but it's a style of a pen Ah. that's called a demonstrator, which means, like, I think, again, correct me, uh, that the main body part of it is translucent. So if you put, uh, like, a a bright green or a red ink in it, it 
can kind of look like a lightsaber. And there are some oh, yeah. that make them a little more lightsabery than others. And yeah, those are cool as shit. I don't have one of those, but I want one. It's on my wish list. <clears throat> Amazon.com, everybody. Yeah, there you go. Um, so in as that started going, then I started looking for excuses to write stuff and not have everything be so digital. And I actually think that's what led me into using the bullet journal for organization. Um, but a big piece of that was, yeah, the aesthetic with that. Um, I did end up, I did, I did a trial run on a just cheap Chinese knockoff. You know, I think I got it from Amazon. It was like $7 <laughs> came with cartridges. Um, it was, the brand was like Jin Hao or something like that. <laughs> really? And, uh, it was, I mean, I sort of enjoyed the overall experience of it, but because the pen is so cheap, it was really skippy and um, like the ink would temporarily stop in the middle of your lines and things like that. So when you're writing, that's super annoying. You want a pen to just fucking write, right? Yeah, smooth, (laughs) man. Smooth, baby. But then I found out because I live here in New York. (laughs) Of course. There's a fancy pen store. Oh no! So I w- I went over there. What is it called? It's like the Fountain Pen Hospital, I think is what it's called in Manhattan, wow. and it is just a store full of fancy fucking pens, like thousands of dollars a piece, a bunch of them. This is a shout out to you, Fountain Pen Hospital. If anybody yeah, ever goes exactly. to Manhattan, go um, there. And, and buy I a pen. I'll admit I did um, end up buying something. Uh, not it sounds pretty incredible. I think it was like fifty and bucks, I but I got me a, I have a fancy pen that uh, what oh what's the brand? It's called like a Crossfire or something like that. And I got this beautiful purple ink. Oh, and now at my desk at work, it sits there. And when I ever have to write stuff down, it's like butter. So. That's kind of like a weird little small hobby I have on the side. Do you have anything like that? Out here? Like, sorry. No, I, not I, fountain pens, but like <laughs> of your own like small hobby, like uh, something that you do on the side like that, that you kind of got really into and not a lot of p- people are necessarily into that same thing. Mm, oh, uh, I got into, so I, I really love cooking. Um, and I think it kind of stemmed from that, but wine, beer making, and kind of canning kind of became that little niche of things to do. So That's yes, right. You make wine. I do make wine. And I I'm made drinking wine. some right now. <laughs> I made wine from my own grapevine last year, squeezed with my hands because I didn't have anything else. So five gallons Insert of grape juice. immigrant joke about you here. Um, yeah. Easy, 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 easy. <laughs> well, talk but us through that. That's fascinating. It's a it's a fucking process, and it can get kind of hairy. Um, first off, uh, you'll need a couple things. Um, you'll need like a couple five gallon food safe five gallon buckets. You'll need maybe like a, a glass carboy. Uh, but at the end of the day, winemaking is really about fermentation. So you squeeze a whole bunch of grapes into uh, a bucket and then you pitch your yeast or you can use wild yeast where you don't do anything but I don't like that because I'm not good enough for it so okay, you buy a little what packet of is yeast pitching yeast yeast you <laughs> you throw a yeast packet in there and then you stir that shit up kind of not yet you got to let the yeast kind of like hang out and live right okay uh and then you just wait you wait for that yeast to it becomes gnarly. You let it sit at room temperature for a couple of days and you just see this yeast explode. Um, and what the yeast is doing, <laughs> it's converting the sugars in the grape juice into alcohol, which is why we love yeast, because they make us alcohol. So it's... Okay. So you, you, you set up basically a new civilization. You let it prosper. You let it yeah. build schools, churches, government, social systems... A nice program, maybe a wall or two. And then you just come in and wreck their shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You actually, you throw a tablet in there, that'll stop. It'll kill the yeast once you, you reach genocide. Yeah, exactly. And I do it in the name of wine. 
<laughs> so I commit genocide, yeast genocide. Wine. <laughs> one more. I don't know why I did it, uh, but I ended up with five gallons of wine once upon a time. It was awesome, so I did it again with my own grapes, and it was it was cool. It's a little bitter for my taste, but it, it was a lot of fun. I like that. What kind of wine did you make? Ooh, uh, it's a white wine because I have small little champagne grapes. So that's why it was a little drier than a normal, you know, kind of. Because you're a rich white woman. You wanted exactly. some white wine. Yeah, let me put on my capris and sip my white wine and complain to a manager. That's what I need. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you had the shoulder length haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kind of like the angles down the and it's dyed, you know, like purpley red. So we, everybody We knows. all know the meme. We all know. Yeah, exactly. It's a uniform, not a meme. Respect it. So, yeah, beer making is kind of the same. Uh, I learned why it's called brewing beer. It's because you literally take a sock, and that's what it is. It's a cheesecloth sock of grains. Not the sock you hide under your bed, right? Different kind of sock. That'll make you a different kind of beer, and I will not drink that. So... Stay away from me if you do that. I don't want... Don't at me. I don't want you around me. Yeah. Well, that's the reason we don't have a P.O. box set up. <laughs> to get socks sent our way. You're right. Absolutely right. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't. We don't want it. But yeah, same process. You make a tea with the fucking grains. You throw in some yeast uh, or other flavoring if you like. I like to make a honey Kolsch. So five gallons of beer plus a pound of honey and you get an amazing beer. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. And then canning is just kind of my Martha Stewart outlet. Uh, I made a nice grape jelly last year, and that turned out lovely. So, Well, aren't you domestic? I am. I'm a, I'm a domesticated bitch. But that's wow. me. Those are, yeah. Put a, put a gender assigned to it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bitch is agender. Bitch has no gender. Dear Tumblr. Yeah, uh... Somebody out there on Twitter, argue whether or not bitch connotates gender. Nowadays, it's 2019, we eat ass. <laughs> I just realized, uh, you know, I, I'm so sad that I'm going to be losing that reference of my uh, dear Tumblr. Because oh, right. the website's basically going to die. It is going to die. Yeah, And that's one of my favorite that jokes. Shit. That's one of my favorite ones to pull. To all of you who lost your safe place in tumblr i feel for you um go to Newgrounds. they're kind of cool right i guess if you do animation and shit i don't know for other uh, things you have twitter and instagram yeah i don't know stuff i don't know how things work you don't internet no i don't no 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 um so i have food and shit which explains a lot about my weight uh, and you have <laughs> <laughs> you have uh, fountain pens and yeah. music. Is there uh, something outside of fountain pens, or do you just scribble shit all day? I do a lot of scribbling, um, but it, uh, it kind of this kind of ties into one of the other ones. One of the things that I've become semi focused on in the past year or so is also language learning. Oh, um, I've been attempting through my whole goddamn life to learn some Spanish Jesus oh, which Papi is Chulo. which is a language you speak I do you do and I didn't uh, have to work for it I was no, an you infant didn't. when I learned that shit you didn't you got it already you yeah. came locked and loaded I didn't yeah. get that memory card preset installed <laughs> mine's DLC <laughs> The grindy kind. You can't pay for it. Exactly, exactly. I wish I wish this was EA and I could just throw money at them. And, oh, hit a win. And, oh, that'd be the best. I'd speak six Jesus. languages. Um, but, like, yeah, like like many white kids, you know, Spanish class in, in school where you don't really learn anything and you forget all of it. Um, but I've tried to get back into it and I've uh, tr- been trying to do a lot better um, with my vocabulary, and I've been doing a lot of also research of like the way, um, effective ways of learning these things, whether it comes to memorization and the different types of memory, the different types of ways that you can integrate those things, and I've been trying to put those into practice. And um, interesting. 
Yeah. So like, for example, there's different types of memory. And so I use different types of services to practice memory when it comes to language learning. Um, and just a tip out there for anybody in general, uh, if you're, if you are the person who does everything digital, like I, I used to, there actually is documented evidence that you retain information better when you actually write it out physically. So for any of you that are in school or taking a class or something, you actually do retain that information better if you write it down. So get yourself a fancy notebook, get a fountain pen, and oh, go to town. So do I, do, I do a lot of handwriting with language, but um, the as far as like the different types of services and things like that, one of the ones that I like the best for vocabulary is actually called Memrise, M-E-M-R-I-S-E. And huh. that just is a sequence of, it's a sort of flashcard-like thing, but there's audio integrated elements, um, listening, spelling, reading, things like that. Um, but I use it the most for building up my vocabulary, and I like their sequential thing um, because there's... Uh, oh God, I'm blanking on the term right now. But when it comes to memory, <laughs> there's there's two main c- types. Oh, there's recognition and there's recall. And this okay. is one of the reasons oh, I'm going to throw some shade at Duolingo. Here it goes. Ooh, yeah, it. shots fired. <clears throat> um, incoming in the future episodes. Sound effect for that. Uh, <laughs> Can we? Uh, would it be um, illegal to steal bro sciences like little oh shotgun sounds? Oh, I, I would love that. By the way, quality tangential. If you ever want to go and have fun, go check out Bro Science on YouTube. He is one of the funniest characters. I love those videos so much. Yeah, I don't know if he's still active, but I just remember raps for Jesus, and it was amazing. So <laughs> he, you, you must understand that he is a character, or you will hate him. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's important to know. You have to know that he is doing a character. Uh, but yeah, okay, shots fired, Duolingo. Um, <clears throat> because a huge amount of the way that they present things to you is recognition. They show you a lot of options and you choose it. Um, versus recall, which is where you have to go into the depths of your brain and actually pull out the word hmm. and okay. write it in. Which is quite a different set of skills, right? Because yeah, 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 recognition is is helpful, but it has to turn into recall, or you're not going to be able to pull the word when you need it. So how it. do you how do you do that? How do you do the magic alchemy that turns recognition to recall? Well, Memrise uses that <clears throat> versus Duolingo. I think a little better. It starts with recognition of here's the word, here's what it means, here's it in a thing of maybe four or five. Uh, or six different words, you pick it out of there, but then as you advance, it stops giving you other options, and it just says, translate this word, or what's the translation of this word? It's more of like a flashcard in that sense, where you actually have to recall it. Hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I use that one, and then for conversations with people, I'm a big fan of uh, Hello Talk which pairs you with your opposite. So as a native speaker of English trying to learn Spanish, it matches me up with native Spanish speakers trying to learn English, and it's just a place to have conversations. We can uh, instant message each other, exchange uh, audio messages if you want to just send little clips back and forth, and then you can also call each other through that app, which is nice if you don't want to share your like Skype name or your phone number <laughs> with somebody, you know. Yeah. It's a little safer. There's creeps yeah, on there, especially if you're a lady. I'm sorry, but it's just the truth. There's there's always gonna be some creepers on something like that. Yeah, rule number one of the internet is always pretend you're a dude. Right? Yeah. Which is hard. I mean, unless you want free do. stuff, then pretend you're a chick. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then I take some lessons with another service uh, through the internet, but that's kind of it. So you, for your sort of language learning, you this is something that came naturally with you. Did you learn 
English and Spanish simultaneously? Uh, yeah, I want to say that I did. And I want to say that the way I learned English, because all my parents spoke Spanish. That's all they spoke. They spoke Spanish at home because they were immigrants from South America and that's all they knew. So there was no English spoken in my home. That's where my Spanish came from. And my English came from television, right? Mostly from oh, cartoons. Yeah. Yeah, Looney Tunes. And those cartoons still have a special place in my heart. Uh, but I attribute them for my, I don't know, knowledge of English. So also, I want to take a second and uh, apologize for dying while you were talking because I had sipped some bourbon and it went down the wrong pipe. And I, <laughs> oh my God. It burned everything. My trachea was on fire. <laughs> That's what you get for drinking bourbon. See, this is what I get for not drinking vodka lemonade and trying to be a man, an old 27-year-old man, and drink bourbon. So you're right. I deserve this. Go back to your white wine. You'll be fine. You bitch. Uh, but yeah, learning wine. Spanish. <laughs> Knowing Spanish has been great. It's been useful. How is your... How do you feel your Spanish is going? Uh, well, here here's a tricky thing is like I ha- I have a lot of things in place and a lot of different ways to practice. And yeah. most of the time the motivation's there. But just sometimes like I don't know if this is a u- unique experience to me, but with something like a hobby like that that demands the consistency. Right. Because not only would it be great to know the language for just the growth within myself, but use for work personal life here in New York there's a lot of native Spanish speakers um, just sort of maintaining that motivation of the day to day has been a hard thing to crack and I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about that or insight is there something that you do maybe uh, nearly every day and how do you keep that going hmm um, gosh hobby wise absolutely not uh, but if we're talking more of like uh, diet wise, yeah, sure. Uh, and we could we could probably get into this later if we wanted to. But I do what's called intermittent fasting, and that requires a little bit of discipline every day, right? So right, I do the same, which I don't think we knew that about each other. I didn't oh. think I knew that about you. Yeah, I didn't know that about you. Hey, oh my god. <laughs> well, we're we're planning on diving into that a little bit later. For, for yeah. both of us. So, well, there's a teaser for <laughs> you. Teasers. We're good <laughs> at those. Um, I, it got too fucking cold recently, actually, within the months of December and now. Uh, I used to do running every day, and that took some discipline, and I didn't want to. But I, I feel like that's less of a hobby and more of um, I don't want to die in my 50s. So that's where that stems from. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, what is it considered a hobby? Because it's also something that can be useful for work. I don't know. Maybe for now, oh, it's point. considered a hobby. Um, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, uh, so in my search to find all of these methods, <laughs> I started stumbling upon you know like the polyglots of the oh, internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And for those of you. Uh, who are not aware of that term polyglot are these people who can speak uh i don't know what the bottom limit is but it's over two or three languages fluently and many of them have 20 or plus that they can speak in some sort of conversational style not complete fluency but maintain a conversation which to me blows my marbles and the first person that I found that did that, it just made me go, holy shit, I want to do this. I want to be one of these people. <laughs> that requires some fucking dedication. Um, do you want to hear? I'm a, I can do French. Do you want to hear my French? Here. Uh, bonjour. Je voudrais les poissons. You want to know what that means? Hit me. That means, hey, I'd like the fish. Thank <laughs> you, seventh grade French class. That, that's it. Here can be my test. Can... Can I uh, can I say that in Spanish? Um, um, Puedo tener el pescado? Oh, but see, you asked nicely. I just said I want the fish. That's yeah, what I, I said. I could say quiero el pescado, but <laughs> hey. I was trying to be polite. <laughs> 
Oh man, speaking of Spanish, uh, isn't it crazy? And I feel like this isn't so much of a thing in English. Maybe it is, um, but more along like cultural slang lines. But in Spanish and other languages, they have like the formal and informal verbs, kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Isn't that weird. So talk, yeah, talk to people who maybe haven't learned a language that does this, because there are a few languages that do this. Um, what is that? And could you give us some examples? Yeah, the ones that immediately come off uh, the top of my head is tú and usted, right? That's like the classic formal, informal uh, example. So if you have a friend or somebody who you know kind of informally, you would use tú, you know? Oh, ¿cómo estás tú? I guess that's not really and great. the literal t- translation is you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's you. Uh, but if it's somebody maybe a little bit more formal, maybe uh, you don't know them. And it's less that you don't know them, but maybe... Again, it's a formal setting. You would use como estás usted. You know, you're, you're giving it a little bit more gravity is what it always feels like. And, you know? and it means the same thing. The same exact thing. It's just context. That's cultural, it. Cultural context. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Well, and so that sort of brings up what makes a language like that difficult. And something like that um, goes with, I think, one of the big things are... Uh, Gender. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Assigned to objects. Each object <laughs> has either a male or female gender. I know. Send your send your mail to the Spanish language at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. They assign gendered. And sometimes it doesn't make sense. Like usually the the rule, the easy rule is if it ends in an A, it's female. If it ends in an O, it's male. But that's not always true. No, and you know one that I got wrong for ever uh hmm. was just the word for day dia dia yeah. which ends el with an dia. a <laughs> but you use l instead of la and yeah. that makes no sense to me um that and then of course conjugating oh everybody complains about conjugation and which from is, i never i never have to think about it is my problem i'm like yeah totally i know it almost instinctively just from conversations with my parents um absolutely but then uh, it's funny because my wife is is practicing Spanish right now. She's trying to learn more. And she's like, how the hell do I conjugate this verb for us and not for like they, them, or you, or me? I need it specifically for nosotros. How do I do that? So it's always fun. And then, of course, changes. Once you have all of those down and you memorize the irregular ones that don't follow any logical pattern... <laughs> Then it's different for the past or in the or future. future tense. Whole Perfect other future tense. Yep. It's the worst thing in the world. So that's what makes these so um, difficult, at least for me. But, you know, like watching some of those people, I really feel like, oh, man, I would love to be one of those people that did that. And uh, I'll give a shout out. There's a, a not well edited, but an interesting content guy. Um I'm trying to remember his full YouTube name, but it's like, I know his name is the word for mouse in Mandarin. It's like Laoshu oh. and then number like 5,000 something or whatever. But you'll probably find him on there. Was He's this the, the Cantonese speaking like black guy you showed me? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that this, guy was crazy. Yeah. So he's this dude that lives in Ohio and he is one of these people that he knows uh, quite a few languages fluently. And, you know, he sells and markets his own language learning system, of course, which I haven't looked into it, so I don't really know. <laughs> but um, he's one of these people that also has like over 20 of some basic conversational languages. So what he does is he stashes a GoPro in his hat and he goes out into the world, into like world markets or um, international restaurants, and he just starts sparking up conversations with strangers as a way to practice. He has this, um, I think he calls it like leveling up. He takes a video game approach to oh. learning language. Gam- gamification, of course. Yeah, getting more points by going <laughs> out and practicing your skills. And it's really interesting to watch their reactions and conversations with him. And he subtitles their conversations so you know what they're saying because you don't know the language, of course. Man. And uh, that was like, oh, man, I want to be one of those. But I can't keep 
this motivation going for the day-to-day. Um, overall, I'm improving, but... It feels like it'd be a full-time job, you know, to, like, learn all those languages and keep the skills up and everything else. And not only that, but you are... Uh, you are putting your fragile psyche in danger. You are putting yourself out there with perfect strangers who know the language instinctively. You know what I mean? So it'll be a good exercise for you, but also I could see it being difficult. Yeah. Well, and yeah, there, there's things going back and forth like that, but I think just the step for now is just how to keep up with the tools that I already have Yeah, yeah, yeah. here at home and talking with those people um, through those apps just to try and keep it going every day. Yeah. Um, um, it's, it's interesting because this is a, maybe this is a cultural thing I've heard um, from random people on the internet, I guess. Uh, but it seems like Spanish speakers, if you go to South America and you try to speak Spanish to somebody down there, they're like, oh my God, awesome. Yeah, I'll help you out. Whereas I've heard people have trouble going to like Germany and speaking German to a native German speaker, and if they notice you're having trouble, they'll just switch over to English, so you don't get that practice because it's it's more efficient, or they don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. But you're trying to put yourself out there, and they won't let you. It's an interesting problem. Yeah, which I'd love to hear any stories uh, that anybody have about that because I find that fascinating. Um, my only experience with that was going to Spain with my wife. And overall, we had the experience the, that you talked about first, which was almost everybody was really kind and patient with us as we tried to speak Spanish with them. And there also seemed to be a hint of gratitude for the attempt. Right. That right. seemed to it seemed to be well received of like, oh, we're happy you're learning. Um, and so there was also a validation that came from them back to you. For the attempt, where I think yeah. if you just get shut down. Yeah, I've, I've heard uh, just Spanish speakers in general. And again, this is from random internet threads and shit. Spanish speakers tend to be like, hell yeah, you should learn Spanish. You should speak my language. Let's all do it. Uh, whereas maybe smaller countries or, you know, like German countries where they speak seven languages already there. They're like, why would you want to learn German when it's only useful in Germany? Whereas... A language like English or Spanish is useful in multiple places. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's an interesting dynamic. That makes me want to ask you. You have two languages down. Do you ever consider going for a third? Oh, hell yeah. Um, What would you do? The weeb in me is like, oh my (laughs) God, Japanese would be so cool, right? Uh, And also Russian would be kind of cool just because it's gruff and... uh, but. I feel like both those languages would be super difficult and I'm lazy and uh, romance languages come easy to me. You know, like anything based off Latin, French, Italian, Portuguese. Maybe I should learn one of those, but I don't because I can more or less understand them. We can communicate, right? Italian just right. sounds like broken Spanish to me. And I'm sure it's <laughs> vice versa. Spanish sounds like broken Italian. We can communicate. Sure. Uh, but I think Japanese would be fun. Um, so it sounds like you're balancing the the struggle of functionality versus interest yeah right exactly like what i mean when am i ever in utah who by the way if you guys haven't looked at the latest census data is like 99.9 percent white when am i going to get the chance to speak (laughs) japanese yeah or the only other language there is spanish exactly and i'm already there right thank you all the hispanic people here Um, how about you? If you didn't learn Spanish, what would, what would the next one be? Well, there's some that I'm interested in over others. And I think sort of the the big balance, because if you're talking about like uh, ease, then an easy step f- to go from Spanish would be to Portuguese. Right? Sure. They're no basically sa. kissing cousins <laughs> <laughs> of the language speaking world. Um, send your... Uh, Response mail to I don't care at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> you Portuguese. <laughs> um, but then I think a good balance of that interested plus functionality, especially being here in New York, is yeah. Mandarin. Mm, okay, yeah, for sure. There's a lot of, uh, there's a large Chinese population there, right? Yeah, Ish. and, and yeah. Uh, difficulty wise, 
sky high. <laughs> but it would also, you know, to tie back into like the handwriting thing, writing out the characters, that would be a really cool experience, mm. right? For the aesthetics of that. Mandarin is interesting. And correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but one of the interesting things about Mandarin is that it's a it's a tonal language, right? Yeah. Like you could say ma or ma and they mean two different things. Yes. Man, I couldn't do that. I could not. Yeah, which does make me wonder, you know, with the music background, if I would if that part would come easier to me mm. in the recognition and learning of it because then I can almost sort of make a melody out of it or things like that, you know, where I can yeah. I can hear that's going. It does make me wonder how the hell do they <laughs> understand song lyrics? I was going to say, how does sarcasm work in Mandarin? Is that a thing? Because, you know, in English, it's all tonal. It's all tone of voice. That's how you get sarcasm across to somebody. Um, and I've noticed that with Spanish speakers as well, uh, ones that haven't been in the U.S. for a hot second, they have a hard time understanding sarcasm as well. Yeah. So yeah, right, because that's in the tone. Yeah. So you got to know the tone. Well, that's interesting. Mm. Maybe maybe a, a future guest we could have somebody who's a, a native Mandarin speaker. Yeah, talk that would us be cool. That. I know a few here. That could Speak be speak Mandarin to talk. me. Yeah. <laughs> It's like that poison song, talk dirty to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Speak Mandarin, Mandarin to me. Yeah. Take me for some dim sum, speak Mandarin to me. It'll be sexy. There you go. That's all you need. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, As we were talking about hobbies in the last episode, one thing that uh, we we touched on a little bit, but I always think is fun to get from people, are... In media, you know, music, TV, movies, video games, everything. What are the things that you secretly enjoy so much, but you are embarrassed to share with the world? Oh, man. Um, These are the guilty pleasures of Okay, Eric so music-wise, um, and maybe it's not so much of a guilty pleasure. I've really come to enjoy uh, Ariana Grande's work, which I, I don't think people would peg me as. But she's got some pipes, and her music is always a bop. Um, and I know a lot of people consider Taylor Swift to be a sneaky snake, but Taylor Swift also has some pretty poppin' music that is fun to listen to sometimes, uh, but the radio kills it for me. So those are two kind of like musical guilty pleasures. So you're telling me your guilty pleasures are some of the most popular artists in the world? Yeah, exactly, because it goes... Uh, <laughs> It goes against exactly what we were talking about yesterday, where you kind of build your identity around like metal for your teenage years. And then as you grow up, you're like, fuck what everybody else thinks. This is actually, you know, it's fun, catchy music. Why not? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you have a a musical guilty pleasure? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure, but I... I do have so much joy for a lot of the comedy musicians. <laughs> you know, Reggie Watts. Oh, St- Reggie. Stephen Lynch. You know, the the old Bo Burnham. Um, who else? You know, Tenacious D. All of those kind of things yeah. I find so funny. And I think that just comes from really liking a lot of stand-up and stuff growing up, and then obviously a big interest in music. I I find some of them so hilarious to me, and I can listen to those albums over and over and over, and I always have so much fun with them. I was introduced to Stephen Lynch in junior high uh, with, I think the song was called Special Ed. Do you know that one? Absolutely, yes. That one, uh, that's what cemented Stephen Lynch for me, along with his song, uh, on D&D. That one was a pretty good one. Because I play D&D, uh, fun fact. So that hit home for me. I was like, hell yeah, I'm a fucking nerd. Yeah, uh, one other shout out to Stephen Lynch. The the big one that always got me was, uh, it was called uh, Baby. And oh, I, won't, I won't give away the, the chorus to it, because that's the whole turn of the whole song. Is what he sets up and then knocks down your expectations. Uh, but check that one out. That one's, that one's um, fun. I don't know if I've listened to uh, Baby. Um, well, write it down. 
I did listen to recently um, Ninja Six Ninja Sex Party because they're kind of a comedy duo ish. I am unaware of these guys. Yeah, they have some funny stuff. Um, I like they they have a real eighty sound, and I forgot what the name of this song is. But it, it's kind of like an 80s love ballad about like, let's go have fun, blah, blah. But the whole song is about committing felonies. Like, let's go <laughs> do some cocaine and then let's go light this guy on fire. And it's it's pretty good. I like the tone versus the actual lyrics. So that's that does sound you, you know, that kind of reminds me a little bit. Uh, one that I didn't mention that I think falls under a similar category is like the Bloodhound Gang. Oh my god. Oh. Mm. That was junior high for me right there, man. Right. Uh because <laughs> of the Bloodhound Gang, I learned who Chasey Lane was. So thank you for that, Bloodhound Gang. That was Thank you. Tip of, <laughs> tip, tip of the hat. <laughs> they had good beats. Um I still think my favorite is uh Foxtrot Uniform Charlie Kilo. Oh yeah. That that one that one's the jam. You know, it's a and masterclass. It, if you if you really want to go in the deep end, you know, check out a lap dance is so much better when the stripper is crying. <laughs> Classic, a uh, family song. Yes, play that, that for your everyone that can enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Um, like like Nick played the Will Smith album for his grandmother. Go home, buy the Bloodhound <laughs> Gang record, and play it for your grandma. See what she thinks. Send your letters to Brian Williams at whatever news station he is at now. He'll be Um, interested. So besides music, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of guilty pleasure movies. And again, I think this is because maybe I'm totally emasculated from having been a married man for seven years now. I kind of like romantic comedies because they don't make me feel anything. Except, you know... (laughs) They're like milk of what is it amnesia? Yeah, milk of yeah, exactly. They uh, when you're having just like a fucking rough day and and you don't want to <laughs> grapple with difficult emotions that thought provoking movies can do for you. Fucking slap in a rom com and just enjoy it. It'll be great. It's like the heroine of movies. Yeah, exactly. Slip deeper into that nice rom com coma and cuddle up to your loved one. Forget the right. outside world. You got a name drop for us. Uh, Wimbledon. Us. Wimbledon is a good one. Uh, it has Paul Bettany in it and uh, Kirsten Dunst. So it's great. It's about tennis. I, it's good. I enjoy that one. Um, okay. Sh- yeah, fuck off. Paul Bettany. He's the dude. Well, yeah, He's Jarvis. I know who he is. You know who yeah. he is? All right. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Oh, why can't I think of rom-coms off the top of my head now? Hold on. Let me look behind me. Um... Oh, music and lyrics. That's another good one. I don't know if you've seen that one. I've never heard of either one of these movies. Okay, music and lyrics. It's got Drew Barrymore and Hugh Grant, and it's fantastic. She, well, he's it's got a, Hugh Grant. That's like the classic rom-com, right? Exactly, yeah. Uh, he writes um, He writes music. He's from an 80s pop synth band, and he's, it's like the year 2000 or something, and he's still trying to make it big because his band left him, so he's still doing jingles and shit. And she came over and watered his plants, but it turns out she was a writer and she can write lyrics. And together they make sweet, sweet music together. Oh, so. God, I'm sure they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so there's two rom-coms. Go home. Go to your girlfriend. Watch those. It'll be fun. No, um, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Well, to be quite honest, I think... Again, this is going to be the same thing as you, where you're like, my guilty pleasure of music is the two most popular things in the world. I think yeah. it's all the, all the fucking superhero movies. Oh, yeah. Popcorn flakes? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Look, if, you, if you're if you mad at me for liking the Marvel movies, go suck a dick because well, no, they're fun. No, this will put me out more on the ledge. I'm including DC in this. Hmm, okay. I can't say anything about DC because I haven't watched any DC movies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, like, I think that in there, I, and again, I don't think they're great movies, but you were talking about the mind-numbingness of just put them <laughs> on and just go for it. 
that's how I feel about them. Yeah, uh, actually, I heard a, a review about Aquaman, and they're like, is it a good movie? No. Is it going to change lives? No. Did I have fun watching it? Yes. So, there you go. Yeah, exactly. And I haven't seen that one yet, so, you know, that one's on the list. Yeah, actually, one of my favorite movies to pop in, um, when I don't want to feel anything, and it's just heroin, is Drunken Master with uh, Jackie Chan. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love old kung fu movies because they don't make any sense and it's just like weird, crazy action the whole time. You don't have to follow a plot, really. That one has a, a weird plot, um, but it's just fun. I like it. Jackie Chan gets drunk and throws bottles and dodges shit. Like every movie. Uh, yeah, you know, a Jackie Chan movie. Yeah, um, exactly. Now that makes me wonder, so we were talking about that was my childhood there. Did you ever see Kung Pao? Oh, hell yeah, I saw Kung Pao. Are you kidding me? Yes. Finally. All right, there's there's few in my friend circle that I can make these references to, and they get it. For those of you who don't know, God, Eric, how would you describe Kung Pao? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to leave the describing to you, but it turns out, uh, I hope I'm not wrong, is it Kung Pao or a different movie I'm thinking of? One of the movies I'm thinking of that made up my formative years is going to have a sequel, and it might be Kung Pao. Kung Pao always said it would have a sequel. Yeah, let me look this up. It's either but, Kung Pao or a different funny uh, movie like that. Looking it up. I'll listen to that mechanical keyboard. Do you mm. hear that? Clickety clackety, clickety clackety. Clickety clackety. I don't think there is going to be a sequel. So I'm thinking of a different movie that's going to have a sequel. But you've I seen. I remember. Kung Pao. Are we talking about the same movie at yeah, least? Yeah, 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 yeah. My nipples taste like whatever, you know? Yep, okay. Yeah. yeah, there you go. There's a good pull. Um, yeah. So, it was a movie... When would you say it was made? Was that like the early 2000s, I'm guessing? Oh, yeah. Um, actually, I'm looking up the sequel thing, and in 2012, during an interview, they said they were going to do a sequel, but that never happened. So, it was a long oh, time ago. Oh, Okay. That makes sense. So it was this movie made whenever around that time where this guy decided to take footage from these old kung fu movies and he green screened himself in as the lead instead of the person who was actually in it. And then they dubbed in all of the voices and turned it into a like crazy childish comedy. Like a serious kung fu movie into comedy. It's so good. It's so out there. I if, I, if you, you're an ahead. adult now, you won't enjoy it. No, I I will tell mm-hmm. you that right now because it is made for an eight year old. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, the worst kind of comedy you could think of, but if you watched it when you were younger, it has a place in your heart. Exactly, and I still can. I watch that movie. So many times, Eric, (laughs) that I could probably at this point and not seeing it in at least a decade, I could probably still pull out a huge chunk of the dialogue of that thing. You know what? I believe you. Um, My sister is a, you ever watch the movie Mean Girls? Yeah. She's a fucking savant when she could recite that whole movie from memory. So I know I know what it's like to know someone who can recite movies. Uh, What's your I favorite scene? Only... What's your favorite scene of that movie? In Kung Pao. Main Girls or Kung... Oh, Kung, Kung Pao. Pao. Um, what was the one? I remember when I was when at the time that it came out, it was the cow fight. Always, always the cow fight. The cow fight had me in stitches. I remember when I saw that in the trailer on TV, I was like, uh, this movie, I don't care about anything else. A part of it, funniest thing in the world. But then I think, um, God, it might be some of the Betty scenes. Oh my God, always Betty. Betty was hilarious to me. And then there was, uh, <laughs> there's the guy who would inten- intentionally lose fights but thinks he was winning. <laughs> That oh, guy, yeah. that guy killed me. And then, oh man, it's not been even a long okay. Time. Again, I'm pulling another one. 
when Betty and his assistant are at the restaurant and his clothes, the color of his clothes keep changing and Betty's oh. announcing it like it's a magic trick because they obviously had split two different scenes together into one. <laughs> Your clothes are red. Your clothes are blue. And I know for probably most of you listening to this have never seen it. So you're like, what the fuck is this? Don't worry. Don't even, it's not even worth your time. But no. for me, oh my God, so much joy. My God. Um, so from the movie that I was thinking of that had a sequel that I read about recently was Kung Fu Hustle. Have you ever seen that one? No, I didn't actually, because I remember thinking like I had kind of gotten over those movies at that point mm. and it looked like another attempt. But I know that that is a well-received movie. Yeah, it's less it is less kung pao and more it it doesn't get that silly as kung pao at all. It's more kung fu. There's a lot of action in it and there are funny bits in it, but it is not as kung pao-y as kung pao. But there's a so, second one coming. There's a second one coming, apparently. There's a sequel coming out uh confirmed by Stephen Chow. So, get on that. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'll yeah. have to watch the first one. I will I will report back report back after watching that here's a here's a guilty pleasure and something you may not have known about me um in junior high i bought a shirt from hot topic that looked like it had gross masking tape on it that said will work for anime so (laughs) yeah dude growing up i was a giant fucking weeb i would race home to watch toonami i watched i watched naruto all of it all all like 800 episodes i wow i'm serious i've seen it all i had to finish it i was invested i started watching that shit when i was 12 and i recently finished that motherfucker so that was a thing uh wow so yeah what were your jams obviously that one oh my god uh cowboy bebop that's a fantastic one if you're not a fan of anime and you get introduced to that one, it has a, a great soundtrack. The opening is oh, oh, it's so beboppy. Great, it's good. I'd watch it just for the opening. Um, I like Samurai Shampoo. That's a really good one. It's kind of depressing, but again, fantastic soundtrack. I I like anime with good soundtracks apparently, so recommend. And mm. then. Um, Dragon Ball Z, of course, that has a special place in my heart. Oh Why yeah, not? yeah. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist, that's another good one. Um, I'm not hip and up to date with any anime nowadays, so I couldn't tell you. But all that old shit, into it. <laughs> well, there, yeah, that. It, it's funny also how the perspective has changed on anime in general, where it was probably at the time when you were watching it, absolutely weeb. Like nerdy, nerdy, nerdy. But now it's it's quite like, oh yeah, I like some yeah. anime, you know. Yeah. 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 I I still love cartoons and animation. Like uh, Archer, Bob's Burgers. Those are some of my favorite shows. You know. Yeah. I love uh, those shows. South Park, top of the list for me. Yeah. Still a yeah animated show. Um, yeah. As we as we come near the the end of oh, this episode. Come near me. <laughs> Uh, I'll send you my socks. Um, oh, you soft bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, was, uh, there was one other, you know, we ended the last one with this weird thing uh, that we found. Our good old Tutter experience. Oh, yeah, now, give me more weirdness. Now, this one was just given to me by my wife. Um, Aww, who cute. As, as your wife is also into, and we can talk about this later, they're all into the... Um, um, murder and crime and all those podcasts and TV shows and all that garbage, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's a plug for My Favorite Murder. Go listen to it. It's fun. It's a podcast. There you go. There you go. Yeah. She yeah. listens to all of those. So yeah. she sent me this. Uh, good old Casey Anthony is back in the news. What? Um, Did she murder wh- another toddler? <laughs> Well, I was about to do a recap, but I mean, that's basically <laughs> it. She was found not guilty, right, in right. the past of murdering her toddler, uh, yeah. had accused her, I think, her dad of sexually abusing her and all of these things. Um, yeah. And she was found not guilty, though everyone seems to think that she did it. 
Right. Allegedly. Um, Allegedly. We're pulling out those lines. But, so she was back in another interview, and one of the things that came up was that Larry Flint of Hustler had offered her $500,000 to post nude in Hustler, and she is considering it. Really? I thought you were going to say she's naked, and I'm like, where are the nudes? Send me the nudes. (laughs) I want to see a child killer naked. Send it to me. All right, I just want to put a timestamp on that. That was at that time, so I can pull that. So I can pull that drop. Uh, I'm sampling that. Oh my god. Oh, that was solid. I wasn't talking during any of that. Oh, that's gonna be a clean drop. Um, anyways. (laughs) So, her quote was, and I have this here. I like to think that I have what it takes to pose in a girly magazine. I work hard on keeping fit. I may take him up on this offer. Oh, my God. Casey Anthony, you had your 15 minutes of, like, terrible fame. Please don't come back in the limelight. Yeah, uh, she goes on to say, she predicted, men and women would buy an issue with me in it. My nudes will fly off the shelf, even if it's soft porn. Is this... Is this her, like, telling us that she's going to go into the porn industry? Is this her I, I coming think, out? I think so. I think she's dancing in with the, with the, she's saying soft, so she'll probably, you know, do something tasteful. That's how they do that, right? That's how it always starts. You start tasteful, and then you see that anal money. And then, <laughs> and then before Which you know it, the name got, of my next album, by the way. <laughs> you got two dicks inside you before you even know what's going on, so... Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Watch out. That's how all of you out there. That's how porn gets you. First, it's tasteful. And then all the penises. So you can read all about it in Eric's upcoming memoir of (laughs) putting myself back together, together, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Man, kind of similar to this. Didn't uh, do you remember Octomom? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't she get approached by somebody that offered to make a porn with her in it? I'm sure. Like for boatloads of cash. They're like, hey, you've popped eight kids out your vagina. It's a slip and slide down there. Why don't we make a porn out of it? Isn't that a thing? <laughs> it's a slip and slide. Oh, my God. It's a slip and slide. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be after eight kids. There's no... It's just like... I mean, we can see it from space like the Kennecott Copper Mine. (laughs) Boom! Utah reference. Whoa. For all you locals out there listening to the show. Um, God, Jesus. I don't don't know. I really don't know. I I remember vaguely hearing something about that, but I also don't care. Okay. No, I don't blame you. Yeah, Octomom. Who wants to see that? Yeah, well, that's what I thought. Like, I, I... no. Okay, no. if you had to see uh, a nude of any celebrity of your choice, what would it be? Who would it be? Um, my wife, you sick bastard. <gasps> Aww. <laughs> uh, <coughs> Trap avoided. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Way to go. I hope she listens to this. I hope she treats you like she should. All right? Yeah. I'm a queen. I am yeah. a queen of my castle. And just like our queen, Casey Anthony, who would I, I'd like to thank uh, for appearing on this podcast and her nudes uh, that are coming out soon. I'll be sure to check those out. I'd also like to thank my wife for supporting me in this endeavor. She won't uh, after this one. <laughs> you don't know that. She might be in the nudes, into the nudes as well. So who says it's just for me? I'm not touching that one either. I'd like to thank you for joining me. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, I'd like to thank everybody out there listening to this podcast and making my dreams come true. Thank of you. Of talking to a room alone by yourself? That's. I mean, it's better to do that recorded than to do that just staring at a wall. So, Fair enough. And uh, if you would like to, please keep the conversation going with us and uh, through our social media. We're on Twitter at the at Out of Focus Show, and same with Instagram, at Out of Focus Show. And if you want to send us some stories of, you know, 
who do you want to see the next release there? Or maybe some of your guilty pleasures or um, different hobbies that you're doing. Tell us about it at the out of focus is it out of focus podcast at gmail.com jesus out of focus podcast at gmail.com and check out our website out of focus out of focus podcast.com wow man we are nailing these plugs social media plugs (laughs) well thanks we'll see you next time bye for this next shot try and remember what it was like to find them there <laughs>